You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast. Hey, if you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. It helps me out a lot. And a quick shout out to Simmons Electric, our newest sponsor. Since 2004, they have been doing residential and commercial wiring, whole house generator installations, and so much more. Their slogan is small business, big results. And Simmons Electric is a huge supporter of Iowa Bike Trails and Lamba, a local mountain biking nonprofit. Thanks, Mike, and everyone at Simmons Electric for supporting the podcast and for supporting bikes. AKA Murph here to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? Well, this week it's just me on to talk about the Paul Bunyan Trail. In June, a group of 15 friends packed up the touring bikes and went up to northern Minnesota for a weekend adventure to ride the Paul Bunyan Trail. Day zero was the drive from Iowa up to Crow Wing State Park, and note, there was a rest stop kind of a rest stop type parking area a mile or so from the park entrance that had a fun statue of Paul Bunyan worthy of stopping. Of course, more Paul Bunyan statues are on our horizon, but at the time it was pretty exciting. So we arrived at Crow Wing State Park and found our reserved spot where we camped right on the Mississippi River. The park was established in 1959 and is over 3,000 acres. Plenty to see in the park. They had canoe rentals, hiking, biking, horse trails, and camper cabins available. Um, Oh, and we saw a sign with a bunch of history near what was called the Red River Oxcart Trail, which is on the National Registry of Historic Places. There was a lookout you could climb atop the river, and I'm sure the views were spectacular. But like I mentioned, we camped right on the river, which was like living inside of a postcard. The ranger had delivered our pre-ordered wood to our spot, restrooms were close and clean, and we had plenty of room to spread out. Um, Oh, at the ranger station, there was a wildlife sighting, and I'm putting this in quotes, wildlife sighting sign, where people could add to the list whatever wild, wildlife that they had seen. It was a bit unsettling, and I'm glad I did not see this sign until we were leaving the next morning, because the animal that made up most of these wildlife sightings were bears. We, however, did not see any bears while on the trip. Uh, So we hopped on the trail right there in the park, Um, leaving Crow Wing State Park. The trail was clearly marked, and it was full of twists and turns for quite a few miles. Um, Pines, prairies, and hardwoods were the views as we loosely followed the mighty Mississippi River all the way to Brainerd. But before we even got to Brainerd, we had our first mechanical issue, which ended up being a broken chain. So a bridge stop was in order while the repairs were made. And then eventually back on our bikes, we rolled into Brainerd. I made a stop in front of Crow Wing Food Co-op for a photo in front of a cool metal sculpture of, you guessed it, Paul Bunyan and Babe the Ox. Uh, In Brainerd, we stopped under this huge water tower at the hometown bar and grill called Yesterday's Gone. Great bar food, 
man, Brainerd was a really nice town, a population of over 13,000. And before leaving Brainerd, we found a liquor store and stocked up for a future trail stop. Most of the gang, we carry Ice Mule coolers. Ice Mule is the brand. And these coolers tuck nicely into a paneer. Uh, Ice Mule coolers do not leak, and they keep drinks cold for days. Typically, I still have ice in my Ice Mule the next day. And I'm sure you know, ice on a bike tour in the summer is a luxury. A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. Okay, back on the bike trail, Harper's Bar in Merrifield was our next stop. Um, From there, we went... We were told a must-see stop was Ye Old Pickle Factory in Nisswa, and so we stopped there, and that's where we experienced the joy of Minnesota pull tabs and learned what a meat raffle was. So many pull tabs. They even did these virtual races where um, a staff member walks around with pull tabs that you buy, and there's special pull tabs and on some of these pull tabs are race numbers that correspond to virtual races on the big screen TVs that are set up and it's really similar to horse racing except it's virtual so the whole place gets involved there's lots of yelling and cheering um, as their virtual animal runs around this virtual track so While we were there, it did start raining, so we stayed much longer than planned. Um, At least there were unending pull tabs available. So we were finally on our way. We found out another mechanical issue that we needed to deal with. This time it was a cracked rim. Uh, Eventually we got that worked out. We're back on the trail. We found a nice bridge and made a stop for an impromptu, it was kind of like a dance party, and to drink from those bike coolers before finding Lucky's Tavern in Pequa Lakes. Uh, We stopped there for dinner. After dinner, the plan was to find this primitive campground right off the trail that one of the guys had found online. Well, this primitive campground was at the end of a creepy, overgrown, twisty path that took us more than half a mile away from the trail and ended up in a field where the grass was way too high to pitch tents. Also, by this time, it was dark and sprinkling, and just no one had a good feeling about this spot. So back to the trail we went, with half the group having to walk their bikes because of the tall, wet weeds and slippery trail. So that's probably where most of us got a bit of poison oak on our legs. But anyway, we made it back to the trail. We regrouped. We noticed there was a bar not too far ahead in the town of Pine River. So the plan was to go there and then figure out where to camp. Okay, by the time we get to the bar, it's closed. And Pine River was a really small town, population of about 900. So we assumed everything was going to be closed. We did not see any obvious campground spots, so we really weren't sure what to do. Um, There were a couple of cars in this bar parking lot, which was called Bikes, Grill, and Bar, Bites, B-I-T-E-S, So we nominated a group spokesperson to go knock on the door and ask for a recommendation on where we should go. 
Luck was on our side. The owner of Bites was a guy who did a lot of bike touring like we were doing, except on motorcycles. And he told us of a similar story where the camping situation they found was not going to work. They went to the nearest bar and the bar owner let them sleep in the yard. He wanted to pay it forward and offered us not only his yard, but he insisted that we stay in the fenced-in patio because he was worried about bears. He also let us use his water hose so we could take a few layers of grime off ourselves. Super great guy. So we put our tents up, we took a half-ass shower, and then drank from our coolers until bedtime. Um, totals for day one, we ended up doing 46 and a half miles with about 700 feet of climb. And so cool, the next morning the owner was back to open up his bar and let us use his restrooms and fill up our water bottles. So if you're ever in Pine River, please stop in at Bites for a bite. Okay, to kick off day two, all we had to do was leave the Bites parking lot and the trail was literally right there. So day two was when we really started to notice more and more lakes. We reached the next town, had an amazing breakfast at a cafe in Bacchus, Minnesota, called the Corner Store Restaurant. Oh, and if you go there, take note, across from this cafe, there is a random ear of corn. It's a statue called Colonel Cobbler that deserves a photo. Uh, after breakfast, we were back on the trail, and we were almost to the town of Hackensack before we had another mechanical issue. This time, a fender must have loosened on our creepy bumpy trail the night before and literally folded into itself while one of the guys was riding his bike. No one knows like how he managed this, but while riding at a pretty decent speed, his front tire abruptly stopped. And the guy, along with his entire bike, and remember we were touring, so full of panniers, the entire bike launched into the air with the back tire high in the air, and somehow he unclipped and landed on his feet. So anyway, he was fine. Uh, we spent quite a bit of time removing the broken fender, and luckily, luckily there was no major damage to the rest of his bike. Eventually, we made it to Hackensack, where it was super neat town, lots more photo ops. There was a statue of Paul Bunyan carved out of wood, and nearby there was another statue that overlooked a beautiful lake called Birch Lake. This statue was of Paul Bunyan's sweetheart and wife, Lucette. Who knew he was married? I certainly didn't. Uh, after a few photos, we had a quick drink in the Birchwood Char House and Bar, where the owners were from the same town in Iowa as most of us, so it was really fun talking to them. Oh, and a fun fact about Hackensack, they boast that there are 127 lakes within 10 miles. So anyway, we had a blast there. Back on trail, there was a huge sign that told us we were now in the Chippewa National Forest segment. There was also the section that had quite a bit of elevation, short but very steep sections. And on one of those steep sections, we had yet another mechanical issue. This time, someone's crank arm decided to come disconnected from the bike. It was very scary. Lucky again, we had the right tools to get this guy pedaling again. And from there, just outside Walker, we found a great pier to park the bikes and take a break. Super beautiful. We lingered there quite a while watching the buzz on the lake. And once we made it into the town of Walker, we found the hotel we had reservations for, unloaded the bikes, got cleaned up. 
Walker's population is about 900, but it's full of restaurants and things to do. I assume it's a popular destination for people who love the lakes. So we took a short walk from the hotel to Portage Brewing Company. And after a beer on their outdoor patio, we took another walk to a resort located right on Leech Lake. I believe this resort was called Chase on the Lake. And we ate at the restaurant on the resort called 502 Restaurant and Bar. The sunset, oh my gosh, the sunset on the lake was spectacular. And to round out the totals for the day, we did 35 miles and about 600 feet of climb. A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code Primal Murph to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. So day three, we woke up to rain. So everyone decided to linger longer at the hotel with hopes that the rain would let up. Um, Next door, there was a great restaurant that we had breakfast at called Jimmy's Family Restaurant. I would highly recommend checking it out. Uh, After eating, we realized there was no end to the rain in sight, so we decided to suck it up and start our day of pedaling. Um, It was our final day of pedaling. First stop was in the tiny town of Laporte, population of, I think, around 150, and we found a bar called Popple Bar. This was where we basically parked it for several hours, letting our gear dry out and trying our best to drink every Michelob Golden Light that they had. And I fear it's, we probably mission accomplished. So anyway, I did not catch the names of the servers at Popples, but they were awesome. We stayed through lunch and thought the rain had let up enough to saddle up and move on. We were wrong. Ye Old School Grounds Pavilion was the next stop because it was right on the trail and it looked like a nice place to get out of the rain for a bit. It was attached to some sort of community building that had restrooms, so it was a perfect stop. Finally, the rain stopped, but it wasn't long before we were at the end of our adventure as we had arrived in Bemidji. Bemidji is nicknamed as the first city on the Mississippi with a population of 15,000 people and home to Bemidji State University. Oh, an alleged birthplace to none other than Paul Bunyan. We beelined it to the huge, famous Paul and Babe statue, which is located on Lake Bemidji. And at some point in the day, it was decided no one wanted to camp after a full day of being in the rain. So we found a great hotel in the city of Bemidji. Our day three totals were 36 miles and about 500 or so feet of climb. And the next morning we packed up and back to Iowa we went. So overall, I would highly recommend pedaling on the Paul Bunyan Trail. The trail itself is paved, but there were plenty of bumps and cracks to keep you on your toes. And I was glad to be riding my touring bike with the bigger tires. The views of northern Minnesota were spectacular, and every community community we went into was full of friendly people. One thing we also noticed was how polite people in vehicles were. At almost any intersection we came upon, people in vehicles went out of their way to stop and wait for us to cross. The only word of caution would be ticks. I know this has been a bad year for ticks, so you may not have the same experience if you go, but man, most of the crew I was with found ticks crawling on them at some point throughout the weekend. 
I did not get any ticks on me, and I could call it luck, but I think it was because I had treated my clothes, my shoes, my camping gear with permethrin before we went. I was very thankful, but of course, I still had the heebie-jeebies from thinking about ticks, and just mentioning ticks made me shudder. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. If you want to know more about the Paul Bunyan Trail, go to paulbunyantrail.com. And email me at morphologypodcast.com if you have a topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. And email me also if you actually make it to the Paul Bunyan Trail. I'd love to hear about your experience. Please visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bike-related stuff. 